Welcome to the Old Soul, New Soul Astrology Podcast. Robert Glasscock over there in the left seat, Thomas Miller riding shotgun, and we're going to continue our series on the houses, the axis points of the various houses. We're down to the last two. This one I'm especially interested in because I've got a stack of energy that I've dealt with all of my life in it. How about the fifth house and the 11th? Robert? All right. These are two of the most exciting houses in the horoscope. The basic premise of the fifth house is the projection of the self into the future. Think about it. The fifth house rules children, literal children. So that's the typical way that all of us Humanity projects itself, each individual projects themselves into the future is by having children to, quote, carry on their legacy and to live on after them and so on. But the fifth house also rules figurative children, namely creativity. So people can give birth to figurative babies through writing a novel or creating a self-employment business, or any number of creative ways. So it's uh, it's essential to grasp the difference between these two. The fifth house and the eleventh house axis, one of those, namely the fifth house, is below the horizon, which is a personal sphere of the horoscope. The house is above the horizon, and I'm talking about the ascendant descendant. First, seventh horizon. The houses above that are public houses. So the 11th, being opposite the fifth house, is the projection of the self into the collective future, as opposed to having personal children. The 11th house has that whole collective factor about it. So typically, the old cliche, the old <clears throat> rulerships assigned to the 11th house hopes, dreams, and ambitions. And it's true. It's how that house symbolizes how we see ourselves giving something lasting to the collective, if you will. You can also think of the fifth house as the, I mean, excuse me, the eleventh house as being the fifth from the seventh of marriage. So it can also, the eleventh house, be the projection of a business collaboration like you and i have thomas this becomes a business marriage if you will and that's projected as us as a team into each one of our 11th houses symbolically so if you can get that basic concept so the fifth house in the the natal horoscope rules everything connected with projecting myself into the future. So it identifies our bliss, things that we love naturally to do. And this can go back even to early childhood. People, children can show evidence. I just had a client yesterday, evidence of their natural talents and leanings. This little boy who was only eight years old, I was reading for his mother, but reading for her two children, is already using building blocks and so on to build things and, and using Lego to build things. He loves to build. And this is a very early age, and he actually has a horoscope that would make a fine architect, for example. Or even, I mentioned to her, 
getting into real estate construction. Now, this child is only eight years old. Well, it turns out that's what his father does. He's very successful in real estate construction. So those that concept of the fifth house being what we love to do, it's also the house of love and romance and sex. It's one of the houses of sex along with the eighth that rules these things. And sex is pleasurable. So the fifth house concept of ruling pleasure, what gives us, what makes, what's fun for us is important to grasp too. So when you look at it that way, um, and this is a sort of important concept, we all live on hope unless we become enmeshed in a sort of hopeless life. And some people are born in circumstances that really don't give them much hope. And so the fifth house and the ruler of the fifth can become afflicted, so to speak, and they don't see any way out of hope. And so then they begin to resort to things that give them artificial pleasure, like drugs and alcohol and so on. Pleasure is ruled by the fifth. Here is another important rulership of the fifth that most people really do miss. And I probably wouldn't have been aware of it myself had it not been for Mark Edmund Jones's book on horary astrology, but the fifth house rules everything to do with education. Everybody jumps to the ninth house. Well, the ninth house is higher education, specialized education, if you will. If you're getting into metaphysics or you're going for a PhD in something, you're studying astrology, you're studying philosophy and religion, that's beyond the fifth house. But the fifth house particularly rules education up through high school. And most of, and in orary astrology, it rules everything having to do with education. For example, in horary work, the fifth house rules students. So I, as the astrologer teaching a horary workshop, am shown at the 10th, I'm quote unquote, the authority of the horary workshop. And each student that comes in, comes in as a fifth house relationship to that concept of me teaching a course. So education and and. It's fascinating to me that the same house, the fifth, that rules education also rules pleasure. Learning is supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be enjoyable. So one of the big, two of the big, I guess, lessons of the fifth house, love and education. So if you look at the sign on the fifth cusp, it will tell you a great deal about your attitudes and your approaches to learning and also to love and romance and to children and to talents. Now, there's another house in the horoscope that specifically rules talents, and that's the second house. So you can consider it too. But the fifth house, very specifically, uh, for example, if you have the ruler of the fifth house in your tenth house, that's a perfect symbol for making a living out of your own bliss, following your bliss, what you love to do, because the ruler of the fifth of what brings you pleasure and joy is in the tenth house of your career. The eleventh house very specifically has to do with groups of people, just like the fifth house is your personal offspring and children. The 11th house is your offspring and children, which may be literal or may be figurative, projected into the collective. 
which is why that house is associated with hopes, dreams, and ambitions. So these two houses really are very life-sustaining houses. The fifth house is in a trine aspect to your ascendant. And without pleasure and without love and without creativity, if those things are blocked in you by, say, hard aspects to the ruler of the fifth house, or if they're blocked by hard aspects to planets in the fifth house, then your challenge is to learn how to overcome those obstacles to your own creativity. And some people are not meant to have literal, physical children. And you can see it in a horoscope, and they may go on to have them, but then the the relationship and the raising of the children and so on may be real difficulties in their lives. So you're meant to pay attention to these things. Look at the ruler of the fifth house and see what planet rules that sign on the fifth and where that planet is in your horoscope to begin to assimilate clues as to what your talents are, your natural leanings, and possibly a way to, quote, follow your bliss, which is an old Joseph Campbell mantra that has become in part of the public consciousness, really, but it's very true. People who identify what they love to do very early sometimes and follow that bliss, they will be able to make a living at it. it they may not be millionaires, but they will be able to make a living at it. And what it does is it fuels a sort of joy in living. The rest of their lives may be falling apart, but by George, they have a self-directed career that brings them joy. Well, I'll tell you what I'd like to do. If you guys don't mind, we recorded on here, and I want you to hear both parts in their entirety. So we're going to break here and make this part one of the fifth, 11th axis, And in the next episode, you're going to hear how Robert dissects a chart. And it happens to be my chart, and I don't like doing this too often, but this was just too good to not do because I have a loaded stellium in the fifth house. So I'm like the poster child of the fifth. And I thought maybe we could get him to show you how he would approach a chart like this. And then for all of the house axes that we've done in this series, you can apply the same technique that he's doing here when you just pick apart everything that he's doing and put the pieces together the way that he does. You'll see how to masterfully explain this house axis. So we're going to do that in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to this one. We'll see you next time on the Old Soul, New Soul Astrology Podcast with Robert Glasscock.